Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? You know, you can use this time for however it fits you best. You know, just having that brief period of quiet, it kind of brings, it like centers you and it allows you to focus deeper. And I think everyone can use that in their life. Repeating your affirmations daily, ideally out loud. They immediately make an impression on your subconscious mind, he explains. They transform how you think and feel so you can overcome your limiting beliefs and behaviors and replace them with those you need to succeed. Affirmations help program your brain with a blueprint or design of what you are going to accomplish. I'll go to the print store and I'll print out something that I, whatever it is, whether it's a goal, a reward, something that I want to visualize, I'll print it out and I'll put it on my wall and then in my office. Or, and when, whenever I come in there, I look at that and that's in front of my face as well as, you know, just thinking and visualizing you know, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want to accomplish? And just visualize those. It's, it's uh, very powerful. Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Shomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, Ken and I will be discussing an incredible book, The Miracle Morning. We go deep on what we learned from the book and how we are applying these lessons in our e-commerce businesses and in our lives. Ken, what's going on, man? David, what's up? Glad to be in the studio today sharing this wonderful book with all the listeners. Amazing books had a huge impact, I think, for both of us. But before we get into the book, let's talk about the author and get a little bit of understanding and background. So the book was written by Hal Elrod, and a little bit of his background, Hal actually died at age 20. He was hit head-on by a drunk driver at like 70 miles per hour. His heart stopped for six minutes, broke 11 bones, and the doctor said, you're done. Like, you're never going to walk again, you know. And so through Hal's life, not only did he walk, he went on to run a 52-mile ultra marathon and became a Hall of Fame business achiever before he was 30. And then... Again, in November 2016, Hal nearly died again. His kidneys, lungs, and heart were on the verge of failing, and then he was diagnosed with a very rare, aggressive form of cancer. After about a year of this battle with cancer, Hal is now cancer-free and furthering his mission through the film Miracle Morning. He's had a lot of ups and downs in his life and trying to figure everything out. He had two brushes with death, bankruptcy. He went on to become an ultra marathoner. He speaks around the world now. He's author of multiple books, husband, father, and all before 30. So that's a little bit of background. He's a pretty crazy guy. Yeah, absolute legend. And, you know, talk about a couple very bad days, right? Getting diagnosed with cancer, 
you know, getting in a car accident, being dead for six minutes. It's an incredible story. Now, I got to ask you, where did you hear about this book? You know, I cannot remember where I heard about it, but it was from someone that was mentoring me. And I was like, I can't seem to get enough done or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you read this book? And so I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I think I heard about it on the Bigger Pockets podcast. It's a real estate podcast, but I heard it come up a couple times on there and thought, well, I better check it out. Now, I have to say, in terms of like books that I recommend, it is near the top of the list. The thing I like about it is if you're in e-commerce, it's a great read. If you're a construction worker or a doctor or a lawyer or literally anything, everyone's got a morning. And I feel like it's a pretty like undervalued time of day. And so, I don't know, this place is a premium on your time in the morning. So really love this book. And I would say to anybody, give it a read. It's different than your standard issue, like life improvement book. You know what I mean? It's like super practical advice. And so we're going to dive into a couple different sections of the Miracle Morning. But what I would say is the premise of this book is for you to really make the most out of your morning. And Hal lays out a six-part process that he follows every morning. And so you just want to jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. So like David mentioned, the book is broken down into six parts, and we're going to go over those. Hal spells them out as savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. We're going to break out each one at a high level, though. We're going to break them down at a high level. We still definitely recommend reading the book at length. You'll get a lot out of it. So the first one, S, and savers, silence. Silence can be defined as, you know, pure quiet, thinking, deep breathing, praying, reflection, gratitude, meditation. Meditation is my favorite. You know, you can use this time for however it fits you best. You know, just having that brief period of quiet, it kind of brings, it like centers you and it allows you to focus deeper. And I think everyone can use that in their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you one change that I made to address the silence piece of savers is I got something, we'll post a link to it in the show notes, but it's a sunrise alarm clock. And, you know, starting like 15 minutes before you set it, a light comes on and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And if you sleep through that at the end of that, there is a noise. But one thing that I found was like I used to use like the standard issue alarm clock that went <laughs> and what a terrible way to start the day. You know what I mean? Like it's like, a you know, usually you're in a deep sleep. You wake up totally panicked and it's just a bad way. It sets the tone for the day. And I think in a negative way. And so it was like 20 bucks on Amazon and Ed has been worth its weight in gold. The other thing I would say is since I transitioned to the sunrise alarm clock, I no longer keep my cell phone in the bedroom, which I used to, I'd wake up and I'd lay in bed and, you know, I'd go through social media or immediately had a screen in front of my face. And that's been like, it has been good to keep the cell phone out of the bedroom for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. I wake up to one of those annoying ass alarm clocks and I I'm, I need to check out that, what is it called? A sunrise alarm clock? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's next level. Yeah. And, you know, it's supposed to mimic like the circadian rhythm. You know, you wake up with the sun and go to bed when the sun goes down. And I don't know. It's worth its weight in gold, in my opinion. Nice. Yep. I'm going to check it out. Uh, David, what's A? So A is for affirmations. An affirmation is a sentence or two in alignment with what you want to accomplish and who you need to be to accomplish it. 
Hal Elrod uh, suggests repeating your affirmations daily, ideally out loud. They immediately make an impression on your subconscious mind, he explains. They transform how you think and feel so you can overcome your limiting beliefs and behaviors and replace them with those you need to succeed. Affirmations help program your brain with a blueprint or design of what you are going to accomplish. Inside the book, there's a roadmap on how to make affirmations. But, you know, I think reading that roadmap is helpful, but also you just have to get after it, you know, on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the stories Hal shares in the book, and I was kind of in the same boat, he was living with a roommate earlier on in his life. And every morning he would hear the roommate in the shower and he thought he was calling for Hal. He was not. He was basically saying his affirmations aloud. And so Hal would like go to the bathroom. He's like, what do you need? And the guy was not talking to him. So Hal, Hal, he thought like, oh, that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? And then he asked his friend about it. And his friend told him like, yeah, you know, you say, you know, you write it down, then you say it. And then you basically kind of program your brain into that. And so, you know, I never thought there was much value in that until I did it. And now it's like, I'll tell strangers my affirmation. I don't, you know, it's like, I think the more you say something, the more you're programming your brain that you believe it and that it's reciprocal. So it's very powerful. But yeah, A is for affirmations. Definitely. And, you know, one thing I would encourage anybody to do as they're writing their affirmations is to include the word professional. For instance, part of mine is I'm a professional e-commerce seller. And, you know, some people may hear that and say, you know, that sounds cocky, but I think that thinking of yourself as a professional and acting accordingly, like what does a pro do, really benefits you incredibly. And so, you know, there's no, you know, the thing I like about these affirmations also is, yes, you can tell someone, but they're mostly like by yourself. And so, you know, hype yourself up, pump yourself up. It's good to be modest, but, you know, this is not the time to be modest. Pump yourself up. Yeah, definitely agree. Affirmations, you should be going all out. Like, this is like what you want out of your life. What's the person you want to become? And that's what it should be. Definitely don't hold back. Next one, V, visualization. Visualization, when you train your brain to see things as you would like them to be instead of as they are. Hal says that for five minutes, you should visualize living your ideal day, performing all the tasks with ease, confidence, and enjoyment. This is another way to kind of program your brain, visualizing your future self and how you will live your life. For some people, it's harder than others. For, it takes practice and takes a little bit. I kind of do this with also the uh, quiet time, the silence. For me, you know, there's lots of, a couple different ways to visualize things. I like to print something out. Like I'll go to the print store and I'll print out something that I, whatever it is, whether it's a goal, a reward, something that I want to visualize, I'll print it out and I'll put it on my wall. And then in my office, or, and when, whenever I come in there, I look at that, and that's in front of my face, as well as, you know, just thinking and visualizing, you know, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want to accomplish? And just visualize those. It's, it's uh, very powerful. Definitely. You know, as it relates to e-commerce, one thing that I like to visualize is building out a team of happy, engaged team members. And that's something that, you know, Ken, you and I do in our businesses you know, asking people, hey, what do you like to work on? What do you not like working on? And consistently like challenging them, helping them learn and really build like some career equity. And so 
that's something that, you know, I definitely have been visualizing lately. And I think, you know, we've been doing a pretty good job of is, you know, listening to employees and, and, you know, helping create an environment where you can share ideas openly and everyone feels comfortable to speak up or challenge an idea. And, And so I definitely have a lot of different visualizations, but that as it relates to business is one that I really like to think of. It's yeah. just a team of happy people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, visualization is very powerful and it can be used in, you know, pretty much any aspect of your life, not only business or, you know, your e-commerce business or your, you know, your personal life, your personal goals, whatever it is on your journey that you want to change or you want to go to the next level, you can use visualization to help you get there. David, what's E? E, e is for exercise. This is one of the best ways to increase your energy and self-confidence. That is to exercise. Wake up your body, get your blood flowing, whatever you choose to do, running, walking, lifting weights, yoga, cardio, it doesn't really matter. Just do something. And I'll tell you, I love the idea, and this is just me personally applying E. I love the idea of going to the gym and pumping iron. However, I don't. I don't do that. One thing I do regularly is take a 30 to 45 minute walk in the woods. Mark Twain, one of my favorite authors, one of Missouri's best said all great men schedule time to walk in the woods alone. So that's just one way, you know, it's just a nice little walk, but in the morning, especially letting that sun hit your face. And I don't know, that's how I'm getting my exercise in. Am I going to get totally yoked by walking in the woods? <laughs> Probably not. But I would say it's a nice routine to get into, especially if you're working from home too, where you can go from the bedroom to the office immediately having just a little bit of space in between wake up time and going to work, which usually would be occupied by a commute, right? You know, I think this is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And you had a good point, you know, everybody's working remote, especially in the last couple of years that skyrocketed working remote. And I mean, there could be days where, you know, you could just go from bed to your office to back to bed and not do anything else in between. And so, Create that habit. Create that habit for exercise every day. You know, if you're a creature of comfort or habit, you know, make sure it's in the same time slot and just and just create that habit. But I like that quote. You know, walking in the woods by yourself. So that's really good. I like to walk my dog. He's a bulldog. He doesn't last very long, so I got to take him back home and go back out. But I like walking my dog and you know, getting that sunshine. So whatever it is you choose for exercise, just make sure you do it every day and create a habit. Uh, form a habit out of that one. Next one is R, reading. This is one of my favorites. I think it's one of David's favorites as well. You know, fill your brain up with knowledge. Books are very, very inexpensive. Probably could get them for free if you get a library card. I mean, there's really no reason to do that. You know, and reading is kind of that power of, what is it, David, uh, like in bank where you stack interest, right? Oh, compound interest. Compounding, right? That's what this is. is so like, let's say you read, read two chapters a day. And you do that for 365 days, that's a lot of chapters. You know, you're going to have a stack of books at the end of the year. So read a few chapters every morning, you're going to stack it up. Oh, and pro tip, if you're not sure, if you just started listening to our podcast and you're not sure of kind of where to start, what books to read, David and I got together. We put our all of our favorite books and the books that have made the most impact in our life into our Firing Demand library. You can see that at firingdemand.com backslash library. And we have like, I think 20 or 50 books in there. Just go in there and look and any one of those are top choices. For me, I like to rotate between an actual physical book and audio books, depending if I'm driving, commuting, you know, traveling, whatever. So just have your favorite book easily accessible and uh, just create that habit. It's huge. 
Sorry to interrupt the episode. You may have heard Ken and I talking recently about a new tool that we're using for Amazon refunds. Now, I have used other refund tools like this. However, I can tell you in the first seven days, they scrubbed the back end of my Amazon account going back 18 months and found $5,000 of refunds. And the nice thing about this is it's my money. Amazon made a mistake and they are just auditing my account. The other thing I really like about this tool is there is no monthly fee. They only charge a commission if they are successful in getting you your money. Go to getida.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM for firing the man, FTM400. This is an awesome tool. Can't say enough good things about it. Now, back to the episode. David, anything on reading? Yeah, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned audiobooks because that's something that, you know, it took me the first 25 years of my life. I thought if you want to read, you got to sit down and flip the pages. And I don't know if I have adult ADHD or if I just have trouble sitting still for a long time. But man, one of my favorite things to do is throw on some headphones and put on an audiobook. And that's something that, especially if you're like sitting at a desk all day, going to sit in a chair and read a book may not be something that you want to do. And so, I've noticed like, and maybe I'm overthinking this, but I've noticed like some people have a bit of shame about listening to an audiobook instead of reading it. Like I'll ask someone like, hey, have you read that book? And they'll be like, well, I listened to it. And it's like, it's the same information. You know, it's exactly the same information. If you process information better, you know, through an audiobook, go that route. But I would say like, if you're tuning into this podcast, you most likely like podcasts. So audiobooks probably are a natural fit for you. And, you know, Audible is fairly inexpensive. And, you know, for probably two cups of coffee, you can pay for an Audible subscription. And, you know, I would just get that recurring subscription. And so, you know, a couple credits show up in your account every month and, and that'll hold you accountable to, you know, using them. Right. And so, but yeah, this is something that I think is super powerful and probably one of my favorite pieces of savers. Yeah, absolutely. One quick thing to add before we go on. If you're like me, I did not start. I was not an avid reader until my mid thirties. And so if you are not an avid reader, you, you know, you didn't, you weren't raised around books or any of that stuff, just try it, give it a shot, find um, topics that you're interested in and just give it a shot. Even, yeah. If you're not an avid reader, just give it a shot. And we're spending a lot of time on reading, and I got one more that I think is kind of a next-level pro tip. I thought I was a pretty slow reader. Like, it took me kind of a long time to get through the pages. And I watched, it's like a 13-minute YouTube video, and we'll post it in the show notes, but it's by Tim Ferriss. And it's how to teach yourself how to speed read. And you take a ruler and you divide the page up into three different sections. And instead of reading individual words... You read blocks of words. And I know this sounds like super complicated, but listen, if I can do it, anyone can do it. (laughs) But I would say just watching that video and then practicing, I would say I probably had like 20 to 30% efficiency gains in reading. And it's not that hard. You watch the video, get out a book and a ruler and, you know, make the lines on the pages. And before you know it, you won't need to draw those guidelines. Your brain will just pick up on it. So if you think you're a slow reader, Take 13 minutes, watch this video. It's definitely not going to set you back, for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I've never never looked at that one. David, S, what's S stand for? S is for scribing. Uh, scribing is short for writing. 
Hal describes scribing as, as journaling and emphasizes how powerful this practice can be. Just getting all your thoughts out of your head and onto paper, aka a journal, can be incredibly powerful. Hal also sells a specific Miracle Morning journal, which is structured specifically for this program. There you go. Ken's got it right in his hands. And this is a good way to just get all your thoughts down on paper and free up your mental power for other activities in thinking. So, Ken, how are you implementing scribing? Yeah, so journaling was something that I've never really practiced ever before reading, you know, Miracle Morning. And so for me, I like to write down my goals, annual goals, and then weekly goals, and then daily. And so for me, writing those down, and then I just naturally, more stuff comes out. Like, it's really helpful for me to free up my brain space. Because if I'm writing something down, then that gives me permission to let it go out of my brain. And so that's how, you know, journaling for me, that's how I use it the most. Also, I like to go back and look what I wrote down a few months ago or six months ago and see, okay, how has this changed or have I accomplished this? And so it's good for kind of reflection on that. But most importantly for me, it's getting my thoughts out of my head onto paper releases, you know, space. It's almost like a RAM. If you're a tech guy like me, it's like you're opening up your RAM for more stuff. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Definitely. Yeah, I've always kind of had a to-do list, but after reading this book, I kind of extended just the to-do list into, you know, reviewing goals and thinking about like what next step will have the highest impact, the highest ROI as it relates to business. And so one thing that I have done recently is I have transitioned from a paper journal to a digital journal. And I do like the idea of a paper journal. It is kind of old timey. But the thing I like about it existing in digital form is you ever been like driving or just out and about, you don't have your journal with you, but you think of something and you're like, I want to remember this later. You can whip out your phone and type it in. And so we've been using a sauna in our business. And so I have kind of my to-do list documented there. But that's been really nice. And you can organize things into high priority and low priority. And so one thing that I used to use a legal pad. And one thing that used to overwhelm me was when my to-do list was more than one page. And it was hard to like pick out the high impact activities. And so my to-do list right now is very long. But it's not overwhelming because I can go through and be like, hey, these are the high impact ones. You know, I may only have three or four high impact activities on my to-do list. And the rest are just things that I need to get to. And I do get to them, but I do like having the journal existing in, uh, you know, in digital form. Nice. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's easier, more convenient using technology. The same thing with, you know, like audio. You can kind of record yourself if that's better. So just kind of recap here, you know, the book and the strategy is broken down into savers, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. 
So just kind of a, give a wrap up. David, what is your wrap up for the book and kind of what is your, your key takeaways? So one of my biggest key takeaways about this book is the implementation piece of it. And when I first heard of it, I heard of doing the Miracle Morning 30-Day Challenge. And this is something that I think is incredibly important because there are a lot of things in this morning routine that he lays out that you may have never done before. For instance, like I remember the first time I meditated, I was like, this is dumb. I'm just sitting here for 10 minutes wasting time. But I think when you just commit to following this program to a T for 30 days, you start to really see the value in it. And so the other thing I would say is like that 30 day challenge that gets you there's some consistency in it. You know, a piece of this is waking up early in the morning. You know, especially when I was working for the man, I would wake up early for five days in a row. And then on the weekends, I'd sleep in. I think a lot of people do that. But this has helped me like just that 30 day every single day really gets you into a nice rhythm and sleep routine. And so, you know, the second piece of this is, is that there is such a thing as a modified miracle morning. You don't need to do every single one of these. And that's been something that, you know, after the 30-day challenge, I thought to myself, like, all right, here are the pieces of this that I like and I want to continue doing. And then here are some things that I don't really care for, and so I'm not going to do it. But until you do it for 30 days in a row, you really don't know. And, you know, you can add stuff in there. For instance, like, I like to sauna three mornings a week. And it's not part of the book, but it's just like, you know, hits on a lot of the similar things of the book in that, like, you know, it's quiet. Maybe that's my silence piece of the savers. But yeah, I would say like currently, if you look at my morning routine, it doesn't like closely track the book, but it is built upon the structure that the book lays out. What about you, Ken? What were some of your key takeaways? Yeah. So, you know, after reading the book, it's clear the content in the book is aligned with what a lot of extremely successful people do to get ahead in life and to get ahead of their competition. The list that Hal lays out in the book as examples is really long. And each chapter, he'll kind of point out some, a couple of examples, Tony Robbins, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Tiger Woods, you get the point. Massive successful people are following these principles that are in the book. And just like anything else, you know, it's not really rocket science. <laughs> you really just need to find some successful people, study them, find out what they're doing, and then just do that. Like, it's not rocket science. You know, my overall take on the book is how it unleashes, a, just like what you mentioned earlier, just a, just a whole bunch of strategies that's going to help you outwork your competitors, and it's going to help you be a better person, and get ahead in life, get the most out of your life. You know, as everybody, whoever's been listening to the show for a while knows that I was in the military earlier on in my life. And, you know, I was forced to get up early and run, you know, three, five miles. I was forced to do these things. And so when I left the military, I was like, you know, I'm done with that. I'm sleeping in, uh, you know, screw that. And then, you know, so when I read this, when I read the Miracle Morning, I'm like, I'm like, shit, I'm like, here we go again. So, but it was a lot different. It was like, after, like you said, the 30 day challenge, I love that. Like, like that gets like, it's like a test trial run, test run, right? After about, I'd say like a week, maybe a week and a half, it was easier to get up. And then after about two weeks, I would wake up, you know, you mentioned that sunrise alarm. I was getting up before my alarm and I was excited and happy for my day. I was, you know, showing gratitude and it was really, really life-changing for me. I was like, holy shit, you know, before you'd have to drag me out of bed, throw 
bucket of water on me. Get up, you know. And now it's like I'm getting up and I'm excited and I'm kind of going through this. I enjoyed getting up and going about my days. Okay. And so after doing that for, you know, a couple weeks, a month, you know, you're going to have more energy. You're going to want to get up. You're going to be accomplishing more. It's amazing. This book alone is probably one of my top three picks for like self-improvement of all time. Anything that I've read, like this is in my top three. So I highly recommend grabbing that book. For sure. You know, one final thought that I will mention is that waking up early does not mean sleeping less. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm not a morning person. And I think that, you know, maybe you ease into this where you go to bed a half hour earlier and wake up a half hour earlier. Do that for a couple days and ease into it. But, you know, I think anybody can be a morning person, but I would not encourage you to sacrifice sleep. That's when your brain's recharging and you know, there's a handful of studies out there that show like being sleep deprived is very similar to like being drunk in terms of, you know, your fine motor skills and just how your brain's running. And so, you know, I, I would say if you're going to do the miracle morning, you need to plan on going to bed a little bit earlier. And so in the, the last thing I would say is of the successful people that I know, most of them, not all, but most of them wake up early. There's a saying, I think it was Vanderbilt that said, Early to bed, early to rise makes you strong, wealthy, and wise. And man, I think that's true. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about getting up in the morning, but you know, you look Tony Robbins, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Tiger Woods. I mean, these people are crushing it and they've got a strong morning routine. So is that a coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway, to close out the episode, give this book a read or a listen. And Ken and I challenge you to do the 30 day challenge. And at the end of that 30-day challenge, go to firingtheman.com, click on the microphone, and share your experiences. Let us know how did the 30-day challenge go? What piece of the savers are you going to continue doing? And which ones are you going to kind of let go and, and maybe replace it with something? But anyway, good luck, everyone. Please accept this challenge, read the book, and I promise you, you'll be better for it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's Firing the Man podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive Firing the Man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media at Firing the Man and on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Schomer and Ken Wilson. We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A.com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?